0: the family becomes the platform the very very base platform whereby you learn how unit to of the yes unit how, of the to, how to how to how to take uh, administer god's word and grace to the church so your first platform that training comes from the family and once your wife and your children can approve of you all right you will find that uh, you will have a good testimony because these things will start from you. But you see, before even starts from you, the man of God should have been trained even before getting married.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Men of David on Kingdom World Radio. Men of, the, men of David is a platform where men gather to discuss issues affecting them, learn how to deal with them, and become better versions of themselves in Christ. Yes, I have to emphasize this because one of those conversations we had in recent time talked about how our interactions are communion, how our communication with people are communion, and how what you consider casual conversation or communication with unbeliever believer can just drag you away from Christ and you're not looking for yourself in Christ and you can't find yourself. So we learn how to become better versions of ourselves still in Christ, not better versions of ourselves that drags us away from Christ. So that's what we do here on Men of David. If you are joining us for the first time, please note you can actually engage with us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is at the KW Radio. You can send us your comments there, ask your question, give your feedback, and if you would rather send email, please send it to radio at pastor.ng. Today on Men of David, we are looking at a very important subject matter, and that is um, the subject matter of um, being an ambassador to our family as um, men. So what we want to look at, how do I, as a man of David, become an ambassador to my family, as a man. We are asking this question because we are asked to actually be, represent Christ everywhere we go. But there are cases I've heard where men represent Christ on pulpits. They represent Christ maybe when they go for street evangelism. They represent Christ in every way apart unto their children and to their wives, to their brothers, to their sisters, to so their in-laws and to everybody in their family. So sometimes they go out to preach and their family members are just wondering, so what this one do itself? On and we don't want that to be our case. We want to learn how to really represent Christ everywhere, especially to our family. To do justice to this discussion, I've been joined by two men. Two men of David, actually. And um, I will introduce them when I come back after this break. My name is Ifani Chukun okay, Stay tuned. Welcome back. It's the Men of David on Kingdom World Radio. So today I'm joined by two Men of David to discuss this issue on how do we represent Christ to our wives, to our children, to every member of our family, including house help who come to do work to us for us in our home and to extended family members. How do we represent Christ to them? I'm joined by Mr. Jonathan Odu, Mr. Jonathan, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much. And Mr. John Ododo, thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure. Um, I want to start with you, uh, Mr. John. Just in case you hear me mistakenly call Elder John. I don't have three guests. Mr. John is also known as Elder John. (laughs) Um, Is it possible to be a Christian man and then misrepresent Christ in my home? I've been giving my life to Christ, but in my home I'm misrepresenting Christ. Is it possible? It is possible to misrepresent Christ in the family
2: or at home. Because uh, human beings are complex uh, beings, they can compartmentalize, and they can be seen as very religious in their gatherings, and then when they come home, they leave that religiosity behind. No, but for 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 us who are actually sincere, you know, your life at home is your life outside, outside the home also so it is quite possible because people want to get accolade outside but they don't really care about what they get at home and then being the for, for, for us uh, men of David, being the husband is a very serious responsibility I know I don't want to go delve into uh, further discussions now because I know that questions are coming up to that effect so I will just say it is possible, very very possible to not represent Christ at
1: home, even though I'm a Christian. Even though you are a Christian, Mister Jonathan, do you think it's possible to misrepresent Christ in my family, even though I'm a Christian?
0: It's very, very possible. Uh, the Bible tells us that we, we are epistles. Um, some, some persons, a large number of people, will have our own lives to read. They may not have the opportunity to read the epistles. In the Bible but it will be our own lives that they will have to read and we must be careful to tailor our lives according to the scriptures according to the doctrines of Christ and whereby we detract from that doctrine what it means that we are going to be misrepresenting the one that we live for so when you do not actually have been indoctrinated or trained in the lines of the doctrines of Christ you may be a Christian but you will be representing, misrepresenting Christ. And Sorry, so, so you may be a Christian, but you be. you may be a Christian, but you will be misrepresenting Christ because you have not given attention. The Bible says, give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. And when you see doctrine is um, the formula that establishes a Christian life so you must give attention to these things reading exhortation and doctrine whereby you detract from these things your life may not follow according to what christ may expect from it thank you
1: there are people who have given attention to the scriptures to doctrines possibly they even teach it but at home it appears as if it's a different person who preached in church but it's another person that is at home what happens in such case
0: okay um actually uh, for me, yes, those situations also um, they play out. But you see, the what blesses you, really, is what you commit to. Once you take time to allow the scriptures reveal themselves in you, you see yourself being transformed. You see yourself being transformed, being changed from the inside. So when the Bible tells you, that forgive and you decide not to you see that unforgiveness locks in your in in your heart and darkness and it will make you detract from the cause when the bible tells you that god there's an instruction for you to give and you are withholding when he says do not be angry and you allow anger or do not allow this anger sleep and go over the next day don't allow the sun go down on your anger what it means that you should be quick to forgive and you should be quick not to be angry because the Bible says anger lies in the bosom of fools. You, for instance, your wife annoys you and you take offense. Why should you take offense? I'm a human being. Yes, you may take offense, yes. But you see, one thing with offense, the Bible says offense comes. But you have the decision not to take it. You have a decision not to take it. The Bible also says, be angry but do not sin. Do you understand? These are mysteries. This small thing that I just said, be angry but do not sin, is a way of telling you that don't allow anger rest in your heart. Let it go. Because it's almost very difficult. It takes Christ for that into place. It's almost very difficult for you to be angry and not demonstrate it. So, you see some people getting angry and they take up weapon. They take up something and they smash their television in their homes. Sometimes the wives do that. Sometimes it will be the men. So, this thing is a grace given by Christ himself. when you apply yourself and you ask for grace, say, Lord, please help me. That's where you will find that people are now beginning to conform to the image of Christ. Yes, and when you begin to do that, you see God, Christ himself, that obedience will be taking yanking anger away from you. So you now see yourself, rather than easily getting angry, you see yourself easily enduring, taking things. And you, you learn from it. You learn patience even from it. You, you are ready to forgive anybody that offends you. It's, it, it's a deep mystery, actually. You have to go into the depths of Christ. For somebody to offend you deeply and yet, you smile and you forgive the person, and you let go. Thank
1: you. yes sir. What is actually responsible for cases where a man of God, or even a brother, preaches powerfully in church as a pastor, Sunday school teacher, or goes for evangelism, discipline, tract, and Christian literature, but when he gets home, the same mystery he taught, he contributed in church, he doesn't practice at home. What is the problem?
2: Yeah, um... <laughs> we when it comes to teaching of the word of god it's a gift of the spirit you understand gift right yeah gift gift of the spirit or preaching work of a pastor it's an anointing work now when you take hold of the mic you become the mouthpiece of god and the holy spirit is flowing through you but there's another part to it you yourself as as you are preaching your spirit is hearing that word so that the word is supposed to profit those you are preaching to and also profit you yourself now but in hebrews chapter 4 verse 2 it says for indeed we have had good news preached to us just as they also but the word they had did not profit them because it was not united by faith some translations say mixed with faith mm. in those who had. So, what does it mean to mix the word of God with faith? It's basically to believe it and to practice. Your ability to take the word of God and say that I will, I will exe- execute you by the grace of God in my life. is mixing it with faith. And that is the only time the word of God profits you. So, if you don't mix it with faith, you cannot demonstrate it. So what you cannot demonstrate will not be seen at home. Do you understand? So if you are a big time man of God, when you come when it's time to preach, the anointing flows, but you yourself don't take out time. Like Paul said, walk out your salvation with fear and with trembling. If you don't take out time to heed that same word you are preaching, to not profit you, your family will not see it. You're preaching it big time, but your family is not seeing it.
1: You see, I'm worried, and I'll tell you why I'm worried. Okay, I, I'm not worried. Uh, well, I'm concerned. Mm. Once I heard pastor, that's Pastor Banky preaching. He talked about the fact that, in fact, it was on Men of David. I think he said that the interviewed Pastor magazine interviewed pastors' children on why they, who went the other way from what their pastor is preaching, their father is preaching. And the dominant idea is that why those children went the other way is that their father is living no position of what he's preaching. So this is why I'm concerned. I'm not called yet. I'm just called to be interviewing <laughs> you. <know? laughs> but I assume I'm a Sunday school teacher anyway. But so it's, sometimes it worries me that God, sometimes I used to run away from even preaching to anybody. Make, I know just go Miss Yan and all that. And maybe somebody even said that Safe Town will be tempting you to make sure and all of that. So, So please, how do I as a man of David, ensure that the word of God I'm preaching, that I'm even teaching during morning devotion in the house, let's even leave preaching outside, mm-hmm. that I'm actually living it out. What can I do? I mean, you okay. talked about working out. I want us to give practicality. Okay. What should I do? What is stopping it? I don't want problem.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I'll bring um, two scriptures, first of all, um, to buttress this. The Bible says in First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8, First Timothy 5 verse 8 it says, But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. You though know, in this regard it was talking based on widows, but let's just take it and use it for as an application. You see, some they can't provide for their they have the money but it's as if giving to their wives their family really taking care of them training them but they will preach they would um, tell you of the gospel but you see this thing starts from the inside and that's why I say, in another regard if you cannot take care of your house that you should not be giving authority over the church Mm -hmm. Because the family becomes the platform, the very, very base Mm -hmm. platform whereby you learn how to, yes, how to, how to, how to take, uh, administer God's word and grace to the church. So your first platform, that training comes from the family. And once your wife and your children can approve of you, all right, you will find that you will have a good testimony. Because these things will start from you. But you see, before evil starts from you, the man of God should have been trained even before getting married. If you look at first Timothy, that first Timothy chapter 4, I believe verse 6, it said, if you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the doctrine which you have carefully followed. You cannot go and teach what you have not carefully followed. You should not teach what you have not first learned. And in the body of Christ, they learned how you will say you have learned the scriptures. Just as Pastor you once said, you know, normally you will read, you, would, um, you, will, you will read, you will understand, then you go and practice. But in working with the Lord, you will read you will practice and then you will gain understanding. Do you understand? Living what you have read, leaving what the instructions of God, you will what you have carefully followed before you will go and teach. Some people, I do not know how they operate. They are bold to declare the things that they have not experienced. Like the Bible tells us, the things we have heard, the things we have uh, we have, our hands have handled the things of the word oh. of life. Oh. These are the things that you have, you have seen yourself demonstrate, you have handled, you have tasted of it. So why are you, you teaching it? It will be you are living a hypocritical life and there are men like that living hypocritical life which ought not be so. And that is why in Genesis chapter 18 verse... 19. I would like to read there. Genesis 18 verse 19. He says, Let me just read um, um from I just okay. Let me just read from, uh, from from 17. And the Lord said, the Lord Himself said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Since Abraham shall surely Become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Verse 19 now says, which is the anchor verse. He said, for I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Praise God. You see, the Lord made a boast. Of Abraham. You know, I was looking at this. I said, Lord, can you please help me? Can God really boast concerning a man? I thought about this deep. but this is, this came by years of walking with the Lord. And that's why the Lord came to a point. Whereby he said, I know Abraham. Abraham has lived this life. And Abraham have not lived the life and had testimonies will teach his children children will command them in this way will command them so you see that this is a man who in every ramification in every facet of life has been trained and this is what he's doing thank you uh, Rajon, you
1: say something that struck me i understand what you said about you don't declare what your your hands are not handled but he of course say that when you're preaching a lot of times you're not even doing it by your own strength. Like, God takes over you. The same way God, heals a sick person through you. It's not really you doing it. He also takes over your mouth and starts preaching. So, you hear things. So, a pastor preaches things that possibly he doesn't even know before that time. Yeah. How can he ensure that those things, things like that that he preaches actually benefit? In? What does he do to ensure they don't just get thrown at the members or the listeners and he doesn't even partake of that? On teaching in which case the family members hears okay pastor say this but when they get home pastor doesn't do it because pastor perhaps of course didn't say what he thought about beforehand you, you know um, paul said something that uh,
0: uh,
2: God forbid that it becomes what he cast away after, after pointing others to Christ you understand So mm. when you when you when you mount the pulpit this it's not all about you any longer. Do you understand? God is trying to reach some faithful people mm. in, the, in the crowd, so and you are available to be used. So, whether you pay attention to it, God wants to reach somebody, and you are handling the mic at that point in time. He might decide to use you. So that's why I, we said it's a matter of anointing. So, but you he know, said in 2 uh, Timothy two verse six that the Husband man that liberate. What is supposed to be the first partaker? So this word you are teaching people. You are supposed to also what? Watch this word come to pass in your own life first. You are supposed to be first partaker also. Like go back to listen to the message again. Good. You you after preaching, you can sit down and listen to yourself. You know, for the opportunities I've had to preach and be recorded. I have gone deliberately to collect those things. So, I mean myself and hear it again. Yeah, I've done it. Okay. So, it is important that even as you are preaching, your spirit is, not, is paying attention also to what you are saying. And even, if, even sometimes you can be carried away by the message, you take time out to listen to what you have preached. You know, I was, I was listening to one of those such messages recently and I was laughing. I said, ah. <laughs> you know, I, and it was blessing me. And I was the one who preached the message. It was blessing me i was making some decisions so it's it's like that the word of god is powerful that's what the bible says do you understand mm. it is it is it is quick it's alive Do you understand so it has the capacity so if you give yourself to it over a period of time abraham was changed by his constant interaction with god god comes and meets him and give him the promise and he believes it and that is counted on to him as faith it is changing him it is making him to arrive at the point where he'll be able to receive isaac jonathan so the word the promises of god or the word of god changes us so if we don't mix it with faith it will not change us it will not promise us yeah, profit us that's that's one thing we have to know that you are a big time man of god people listen to you and say they are blessed when i the last time i preached here I was feeling very bad because Pastor he gave me a short notice. I was in the office when he called me that that evening I was going to I was going to take the message. I, did, I was, my whole system was scattered. Do <laughs> you understand? But I couldn't say no because I didn't I didn't want to say no to God. Basically, do you understand? Mm. And I knew that it is not by power. It's not by might. It's by God's um, anointing. Do you understand? It's God's power. So I came. I, if you ask me after that moment, what did you preach? I won't be able to tell you. By, by the end of it, I was going towards the staircase. One woman ran to me. Said, ah, Thank you. Thank you. I almost did not come for this evening meeting. But when I came, exactly what the Holy Spirit told me. That's what you, you know. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> and the other time, Pastor somebody gave me another opportunity. Somebody just came and just blessed me. Just gave me a gift and all that. Ah. Me that I didn't even I was trying to understand what I was saying. People are being blessed. Do you understand? So it's like that.
1: So it's now left for you now to heed to what you have preached. Okay. Um. More directly to our discussion. I mean, it's good you t- we took time to actually try this. I think, I don't think it's exactly a good thing that you you preach very powerfully. Everybody screaming in church and all that, and you, I, you get home and you. Yeah. have personally I don't want that to happen to me. For me it's better I just don't preach. So let me just know what I'm, I'm dealing with than it's conflicting and confusing. Those children may eventually even reject God because they will think you he are playing, you're not representing what you teach. Yes, yes, yes. So now that gets us to the other side of the question. How do you how do we really represent Christ to our family? I want to start with how do I represent Christ to my wife? Brother John okay yeah i wanted to open to
2: ephesians yeah, i think ephesians chapter 5 also, so on verse 25 it says husbands love your wives just as christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she would be holy and blameless. So, so you see now that this is how the man of David represents Christ by obeying the scripture. He said, love your wife as Christ loves The church. So, what you are doing, you are copying Christ. Now, your wife now is the church. Love her as Christ loved the church. The church was not perfect, but Christ loved the church and died for the church. Praise the Lord. So, you love your wife, and as a preacher, like we said, you say, by what? Sanctifying her. eh? And having cleansed her by the washing of the water by what? The word. So as you are teaching people outside, you should teach your wife. In fact, your wife is your first congregation. If you cannot teach, if you cannot teach your wife, then it is difficult to teach people outside. It's not not really difficult per se, but there's the obligation to teach your wife. In -hmm. fact, your family is your first ministry. So that's why when, when Paul was advising Timothy on how to select deacons and all the bishops, he said that they should be people who have control over their world their, their own family whose children obey their instruction and here he says that the effect of the man on his wife eh, is the tool that should be used there is the word of God they are making her to become a better Christian by the washing of the uh, of of her by the word of God Um, To be uh, a man who represents Christ in your family is a man who takes after Christ. You pattern your life after Christ. you understand? See, as Christ loved the church, so
1: whatever Christ was to the church, you should be to your family also. Part of what Christ is to church is that he died to the cross. Mm. I mean, he died for the church. church. Are you saying that a man should love his wife to the point of dying for his wife?
2: Yes. Now, you can now have to define what dying means. To make sacrifices is dying. And if need be, if the literal dying comes and one person has to go, you should sacrifice yourself. That is the example. Do you understand? But basically, it's more of making sacrifices. Eh? More of patience. You know what patience means. Some patients feel like dying. Do you understand? <laughs> this person can't No, one, one elderly man was interviewed. I think the marriage was over 60 years or something like that. And they asked the man, "Have you ever thought of divorcing your wife in all these sixty years?" He said, "No, like, but a lot of time he has thought of killing his wife." <laughs> <laughs> so that is patience. Do you understand? Yeah. That is patience. Some patience you will just have it. It it's as if it's choking the life out of you, but you just have to be patient. That is dying. Do you understand?
1: Yeah. Okay. Mr. Jonathan, I want to know whether, first of all, whether you'll will be willing to die for your wife in line with what he said about Jesus dying for the cross. I mean, loving your wife like Christ loved the church. I also want to know um, how do I represent Christ? I mean, to, how do I represent Christ to my wife um, beyond teaching her? Like, apart from teaching her, what other things do I do to represent Christ to her? But then we'll get to find out after this break because it's already break time on Men of David. If you just joined us, I still listen to Men of David on Kingdom World Radio. Today, we are looking at how to be Christ's ambassador to my family. And I've been joined by two Men of David, Mr. Jonathan Odu and then Mr. John ododo And today, we are looking at how do I represent Christ to my family. As John talked about how we should represent Christ to our family by literally dying if need be. But then emphasize that the actual death, the, the, most of the time, the sacrifice required of us. Also explain how to actually not be a hypocrite, how not to be one who preaches to my family or preaches in church, but my life is different. These are things I've looked at. So when we come back, we also learn things like we want to find out from um, Mr. Jonathan what exactly does it mean to die? Is it literal? And how would you do that? I also want to find out how do we represent Christ or extended family? Are we supposed to represent Christ as extended family um, who are not born again? A person preaching to them, like are we supposed to give to them? somebody? I mean. I mean, things like doesn't matter. Is anything like representing Christ to my household or representing Christ with those who work in my home household? These are things we want to find out. How do we go about this? And then, if, for example, I mistakenly misrepresent Christ to my family, or have perpetually misrepresented Christ to my family, but I'm repenting today, please, how do I go about it? If you stick around, you get answers to these questions on Men of the Please stay tuned. welcome back. We are still listening to Men of David on Kingdom World Radio, and today we are looking at how to be Christ's ambassador in our homes. M- Mr. Jonathan, to your question, to your question I asked before we went on break, do you think it's, um, representing, do you think representing Christ to my family means literally dying for her? And then how do I represent Christ to my wife beyond teaching her?
0: Okay, if I would get your question, I would have, um, maybe you said you explained better on um what dying really means because um concerning the jesus and the churches was an exchange do you understand he died our death and he gave us his life so are you saying that um, what you is it what is that but the best way i can just put it down is um making deliberate sacrifices uh, for your wife and um it's just, let me just start giving instances you and your wife you work and you both come back the same time and all of a sudden you feel that it's your wife's duty to get into the kitchen and cook and you go to the sitting room and watch football do you understand um, it's, uh, you see yourself not really helping out she's tired as well as you are but she has to go into the kitchen. The best you could do is to help her, maybe pluck the ugu, bring pepper out, and help her do some pounding, or stay with her and discuss how was your day, and you have a chat. She does not have to bear that huge burden. Do you? Understand? I hope we get these little little things. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. These are things. Then in another way, you find that. that Yes, so you see, men who love their wives and they love their wives, even they love their wife really. But you find out that, that the man, if he cannot put food on the table, it's only a matter of time. And there are many men like that who can't put food on the table. They have refused to work. They are they allow their even their wives work, but they are too lazy to work, not because they have infirmity or they are infirm all right but somehow they are just lazy indolent so you may be claiming that you love your wife the, the bible tells us that god so loved the world that he gave what do you have to give so you have to work you have to be industrious industry has to be in you go so that you can put food on the table bishop david Debo once said something before he said good food is good and good food costs good money you see many men who cannot give their wives money for food. It's not because of the trial they are going through because, you know, if you see God helping you marry a good wife, a good wife can go through the trial period with you. Alright? But this is not you going through trial period. But you just not understanding certain things. No, you are getting it twisted. So, if you really love your wife, you will give. So, men don't have this attitude of giving their wives money for food but they come back expecting food to eat. So how do you think that happens? And some men allow their wives to pay rent. I'm not saying, we're just talking about where all things being equal. All right. To pay their rent and they relax. And they relax. And my wife, hey, my wife you pay rent. My wife should uh, buy food stuff. What, after all, what are you using your money to do? No. There are things as a man, you take up responsibility. Do you know that even if your wife earns more than you, there's an attitude you need to have every month. You may have, your wife may be earning 150,000 naira, and you are earning uh, 100,000. But do you know one thing? You just carry 20,000 and say, take hold, this is for you. See, there's an attitude of giving that you need to have. It makes her willing to sacrifice for you, to go the nine yards for you. When you have, she knows you give to her. When you do not have, she will stand by you. So these are attitudes. You see, attitudes will help you if your mind is renewed. And this is what the word of God does for us. It teaches us how to really think well, so that we can live well together. Let me just uh, drop it there.
1: Okay, some men say, "But what is my wife doing with the money she's earning? Um, They really ask, like, why wouldn't she contribute for the family expenses, for example? Why wouldn't she take part of the... I'm I'm not making case for them, but I'm just wondering, if a Christian man is thinking like that, what do you have to say about it?
0: Okay, okay. Um, um, You see, it's a, it's a love relationship. Alright? It's a love relationship and we must know and the Bible tells us about uh, the commands of love that we should love um, um, one another just as Christ have loved us. Alright? In John chapter 13 verse I think 35 thereabout. So you find that since it's a love relationship and you look at how the church existed it's a common pool. But you see as a man who has been who is to steer the boat you take the lead alright if you are really living rightly if you are really li- if you are li- really re- de- showing you're living your life in good example you are not all about you're not greedy about money or all of all that but you give you will have taught your wife how also to give okay you would have taught her how to give, and then it will be that she's at ease to give. Okay, when I got married, all right, I, we don't, my wife and I don't operate, operate a joint account. We don't. Some families do. So you know how you operate yours. All right, when I got married, she's coming from her background, I'm coming from mine, and uh, she's earning, I am earning. But immediately we got married. Oh, that's when she now started working here in Enugu. She came out. She resigned where she was in the Harcourt, and came down. But I did something. Uh, when she, I was providing, when she now got a job like four months after she started earning, um, she submitted her, her salary, her first salary to me. And I said, no, hold it. All right, hold it. Because she's seen how when we started, with the money i'm earning i was sent to my parents and sent to her parents since then we've always been sending every month so and how with what we had would just be administering the whole money so when she started earning she submitted everything i said no still hold it you will know what you use it for and you will know that there are little little things in between and she started using it so but and before she said can i use this and i said why not go ahead he said, okay, I want to give to this. I said, "No, give to this cause. Yes, she, she always tells me. Why? Because she has seen by example that when she wasn't, see, this person was even giving even to her. So, m- most people, they really want to give, but they've not seen an example to follow. So, if you show them that example to follow, they will go with you. Thank you. John,
1: yeah. practical things I can actually do. He talks about giving. Mm -hmm. Which way do I represent Christ to this time around? I think I'm leaning more towards the children. I think we're giving a lot of attention to this wife matter. Mm -hmm. So how do I represent Christ to my child? Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a three-year-old child who doesn't know so much, and then a 16-year-old teenager. How do I? These are two. They behave in different ways. They understand things differently. How do I represent Christ to them? Yeah, basically, um, one set of the
2: example of the children you give is. Three years old, you know, and at another age, you know that mostly they do things by copying, you know, and then the teenager you can teach the word, you can sit them down and school them the word of God, and they also learn by following examples, also. So it is now very, very penitent or very, very important that you showcase Christ alone in your dealings with them in sincerity in being truthful at all times in the love of God even at my even my own children at um, Joshua is five years old but Joshua does not go to bed without saying that you come and pray for me that is how they are So, and this one that is three years old now Janelle, Janelle has copied it too that you come and pray for me they have learned how to pray for their food before they eat you understand? They attend on the school every Sunday, and they are given assignments to do. They are taught the Word of God there, and in at home, they have children's Bible, which they are made, made to read from time to time. Do you understand? So, and we tell them, we discuss with them, because children now, Joshua at five years old, the amount of information, information he has already is enormous. It's not like five-year-old child of 1980. So Joshua is very, very smart now. He's asking questions that if you are not careful, you'll be thrown off balance. So also, the teenage child that is 16 years old now has is exposed to a lot of things already. So sometimes you may want him, wanting to be holding back some information without you knowing that the person already has an idea in that area. So it is now left for you as the father to separate the width from the chaff. Do you understand? What is the word of God and how they should pattern their life, especially the teenager. How they need and who they are in Christ. Even though Joshua as small as, as he is, I've asked him if he wanted to give his life to Christ and he has said yes and I have knelt him down and I prayed for him at this age. I don't want to take chances. Do you understand? I've done that. So, but when somebody is a teenager, of course, You'd have said, okay, now you know why you are on this earth, you know who you are on this earth. You should, if possible, make sure that the person is gives his or her life to Christ. So you, you teach, you spend more time to teach. That's why we're having issues with families that both parents are working. That thing is doing a lot of damage, though it's good for the fam- family finances. But he's doing a lot of damage also. Because when children are by themselves, only God knows what they do. You know, my children, now, for instance, now my wife is running a program, and because somebody has to be with the children, I'm, I've applied from, for leave already. I want to stay at home while she attends lectures some days and so on. I'll stay with the children. Why? Because. They have to be watched over. Just like the Father, God over God Almighty, watch over us. They have to be watched. They have have to be taught certain things. They have to be monitored. So teenager needs to hear the word of God, needs to be taught the word of God. At at 60 years old, of course, you are ready to make you are you are are almost an adult. Mm. Do you understand? So you can sit down and reason things out. So you can reason with that one. And then you can command the 5 year or the three-year-old, you can command them to do certain things. They may not even understand why they have to do it, but you command them, just like God spoke of uh, Abraham, that he will command. He didn't say you should reason with. You command them to do what you want them to do. Then right. as they grow up, reasoning starts setting in, because now they don't even really know why they have to be prayed for every night before they go to bed. But because you have made
1: it a culture, they, they request for it because they are used to it already. I think one day we'll talk about this commanding your household. I didn't. I have read that passage, but it didn't strike me that i actually say I know Abraham will command his household. to mm-hmm. We'll talk about because until now it didn't occur to me that actually you have to command your household because there are people that actually start children start negotiating with their parents on what to do and what not to yes. do. Yes, and then and it's not it's not totally correct. Now there's a place that says children obey,
2: so you obey commands. Okay. Paul talk about children obey your parents. It's not obeying. Obey your parents in the Lord. So he's not saying children reason with your parents. It's obedience. You can love your wife. Your wife should submit. Do you understand? Yes. He didn't say children submit. Children are to obey. Submission and
1: obedience they are two different things. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you about the same question, um, Mr. Jonathan. But then I'm adding another thing to it in the home, offenses are bound to arise like you said, you said it earlier when we started you talked about the fact that they may come but you don't have to take it, Mm. however sometimes it can be so strong it's hard to let go now if you express anger all the time you are offended, my understanding is that you are clearly misrepresenting Christ please how can I as a man of David, control my anger towards my children, I warned this boy, don't do this, don't do don't do this he keeps doing it, how do I control my anger towards my wife my children, I can understand their children, but why if there's a full-grown adult, I'll tell you this thing today. You do so. How do I manage my anger? Manage offences in the home so that I don't misrepresent Christ by sinning in my anger.
0: Okay, um, concerning the issue of anger, uh, the Bible says this. I think it's uh, the Book of Ephesians, where it said. Um, you see Ephesians also, he said, be angry but do not sin. Although um, so I think one of my pastors then said, Imagine you are whenever you are angry and you put water into your mouth, and you are instructed, don't you can be angry, but don't let that water spill. How will you now react? <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> you said get in a, you don't get close put mouth. water in your mouth. Let it full. And don't let it spill one drop. Maybe. Can you understand what it means? Say, Be angry and do not sin. Mm. Yes. So, if that is something that if you are given to living by the instructions of the Lord, these are the trainings you will come to and you will learn that anger should not be something resident in you. And let me just expound this in um, Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9. The Bible says, do not hasten to be angry. Do not hasten in your spirit to be angry. For anger rests in the bosom of fools. Whenever you allow anger into your spirit is that you are taking the path of a foolish man But you see we are wise because we have the wisdom of god resident in us and the bible says jesus is the wisdom and the power of god and is resident in you so you do not want that conflict in your spirit your yes there are times your wife has greatly annoyed you but this is an opportunity to, for you to demonstrate the grace and the mercy of god the bible says that in that while we are yet sinners, jesus christ died for us we are forgiven if you keep allowing this thing is it offenses will come it is sure as you are in this world offenses will come but who is that person in which that offense will come through don't give offense neither do you, should you take it. If your wife is throwing offenses at you, brother, you have a decision, a choice not to take it. But many of us take offense. I want to make this a bit more practical. Okay.
1: You, I want to use one example. You know what is due to me as a man of David in the other room? So the woman consistently is always tired. She's not tired this time, she has no an excuse another time and all that. And I've not been warning her, Madam, don't be tired all the time. Is she not, She's making me angry. <laughs> and apart from me, so how do I. I want, I'm using a practical case because what do, what will a man do in such case? I remember I thinking in a previous episode of World, um, Men of David, you said you will not go to the other room. I think there was one that was talking about <laughs> if <David> you're angry, uh, <laughs> oh, leave yeah. the house and come but, back. You said you are not going anywhere. But, so how do you stay there and just maybe use a practical case or use an illustration to explain what do you do between the time you are angry like visibly angry visibly offended that you don't spill that water, the water we talked about earlier, how do you do it?
0: Okay, um, one day I told my wife uh, when, um, just using it, I was annoyed she annoyed me And one day, tears just dropped. Then in our early years of marriage, tears dropped from my eyes. And I looked at her, and I looked at her. She saw the tears, and I looked at her. I said, "Uh, my wife, see, I'm like a, a big man, a very strong man. And you, you are like a child. And the child is telling me, You can't do me anything, I'll beat you, You can't do anything. Okay? And I look at you, and truly, you are right. I can't do anything because your father is my father, your God is my God. So if I touch you, I will answer to someone and I fear him. Alright. So it made me, I was like, it made me contain it in my spirit. Hmm. If you look at, I want to show you, and that's where I learned this scripture. Because in searching for it, God gave me life. Because I opened myself in Luke chapter 21. And I would like to read it. Luke 21, verse 19. Uh, The Bible says, By your patience possess your soul. By your patience. It says, Contain your soul, possess it. So, though you want to, it's as if you want to explode yourself together you discipline the body you bring it under my brother it's a it's a it's a difficult thing that requires grace and because we opened ourselves to the grace of our lord jesus christ that's where we could be trained and this thing you talked about your wife um, always getting tired
1: Is an, an example it's,
0: not... it's an example okay. but for which um I do not know whether there's a man that, I've not, that is married that I've not gone through it. You see, one thing I learned is that he also, God used it to curb my appetite. Mm. All right? God used it to curb my appetite. So if, if you think that uh, it's just, I get it. No, no, no. There's something God is doing with you. All right now anytime you see your wife always making you angry it means that there's something god is dealing with you about There's anger in you so you must also understand the reverse side and open your spirit to be taught of the lord thank you
1: john how do you briefly because i want to squeeze in two more questions but i need to know how do you share practical ideas a practical example on how to actually manage Offense, so that you don't overreact both to your children, overreact to the children, possible even beating the person or hurting the person or causing a permanent organ damage to the child. And how do you ensure you don't overreact to your wife, so that you say things that could damage her and all of that? You know, um,
2: it's very important that husband um, and wife or the family drink from the same source. They have the same teacher. They understand. That is very key. It's a foundational matter. And then, two, you know, a lot of times, it is not, the Bible is not, because we are human, anger is, is there. <laughs> you say, God is slow to anger. Doesn't mean He doesn't get angry. You understand? And He has instructed us in His Word also to be slow to anger. You understand? We should be like God. So, a lot of times, for me, don't. Don't react when you are angry. Why? Because the anger of man does not walk the righteousness of God. If you want to react, allow the temper to have calmed down. If not, you may not reason properly. So, if if a child misbehaves, or if a, a child basically misbehave, and you are very pained at that time, you can allow yourself to calm down. You know, I, I have said this before. When I was a, a boy, I grew up under a police officer who was a Christian. He was the one who led me to Christ. If he wanted to beat me, sometimes he doesn't beat me the, the time I committed the offense. A lot of, I can't remember him doing that. He waits, maybe after like dinner or something, maybe applying to go to bed. So he Come and kneel down. He will now tell you all your sins for why he's going to beat you. So before he beats you, you know what you are paying for. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very important. He will tell me, this is why I am beating. And I'm going to give you five strokes or ten strokes. He has done that to me. And his words are always, for me, his words are usually, that I was more than, his words are usually very anointed. He was a Sunday school teacher, and a police officer. Anytime he speaks to me, he think where the word goes to. Is very deep. So sometimes I I cry. You know, I'll go back, go to the back of his house. I'll cry and I'll be praying to God there. Say, God, make me a good boy. No, I, I used to do it. I'll go and pray. Say, God, I don't want to offend my uncle again. Just make help me to be a good boy. Praise the Lord. And then the issue about what Jonathan talked about is that point he made about he, he being an instrument of what of restraint of hobbing uh, your appetite it's, it's very key do you understand and but even though you know we have discussed this matter before mm. we said it's that part of a family life is a duty do you understand mm. so if a wife deliberately denies a husband it means she's sinning against God it's very key and that's why I said earlier that the husband and wife should be drinking from
1: the same source. It's very, very, very important. Okay. I want us to talk about how to represent Christ to our ascended family a bit. Briefly. I want to take a practical case. Somebody says, my people are unbelievers. I just give to them some more that the Bible says, do good to all men, especially those of the household of faith. Yeah. Not those of the same clan, mm. the same So. Is a person thinking like this? Is it correct? Because of this, of course, he doesn't pay attention to his cause, he doesn't give them. So his father is only a Dibia. So he doesn't give much to the man. I mean, pay He going to use the money to drink kai. Mm. Dibia is a native doctor, of course. So what does he do, Mr. Jonathan? Yeah. Briefly. Okay. Is, is this guy correct? Is this man of David correct to be thinking like this, or do, does he need to be put.
0: I don't think he's correct. Uh, he, he quoted, he said, Do good to all men.
2: Especially of the household
0: of faith. No, he first all men. Mm. They don't just all men. He said, and you, since you said you are a son of your father, he rains the rain on the good and the evil. Mm. He does not restrain rain. Say, okay, let it fall. Since you did not obey me, let it fall on those who obey me. No, he's good to all. For his father to see sons. Alright. And there's a benefit, an extra benefit of serving the Lord. But you see, don't be, when, even if your father-in-law or your mother-in-law is a debia, you see, the goodness of the Lord leads men to repentance. At least you have an opportunity of giving to him or her in no small measure. That your good can bring him in. Whether he, whether he does good or not, keep giving. It's your own responsibility. Stop looking at them. Are you first obeying God? Give
1: them. How do I represent Christ to my house help? Brother John.
2: extended family, right? House help. Okay, house help. Of yes. course. A lot of people treat their house help like they are from another planet.
1: They are not my children. They are yes. in the house to help and I pay them every but, month. But for they the are help. human beings and you can
2: have house help who are also Christians. I've, when i have seen m- m- women maltreat household and and I, it, it didn't sit well with me to be sincere they are human beings they are children of God also so what you cannot do to your children why will you do to them so as Christians as men of David you owe them the responsibility of being father over them also mm. are, when when they when they come into your family to become household they are, they have become Part
1: of the family. Some say they should be happy that they are even getting decent food. And the village where they came from, they don't they see food chop. That's, that, no, that's, that's wickedness. That's wickedness, that, that, that's, wickedness.
0: That, that's actually wickedness. Mm. Um, um if you read the Bible, you see where Solomon, all his servants, Sheba gave a testimony. And that's where I, I just stood my Sheba. Every one of the servants of Solomon were well cladded, gorgeous, as if they were kings. Yeah
2: as if they were princes.
0: They fed well, ate well, but they were Solomon's servants. And Jesus too. When they came to Jesus, seeking who Jesus was, they could not identify who the master was as different from the servant.
1: Now, he talked about women matricing. And many times, it's women that interact with these people. Yeah. How do I, as a man of David, ensure the right things are done to the house up in my house? If my wife, for example, is matricing the person. Yes. The thing is... If, okay. Okay. You, you have to put a standing order.
2: The word of God is not always um, uh, commandments or uh, just preaching. Or there are, th- there are times that Jesus Christ gives instructions. Sometimes he says, if you have to give one to your neighbor. Do you understand? As a man of the house, there are times you say, my wife, I don't like the way you beat. In fact, don't beat her again or don't beat him again. If he offends you, let me know. Maybe if she so that you try to prevent some things. Jonathan, mm. if 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 she does anything in the house, when I come back, you tell me I'll know how to handle it. And
1: not so that you don't pour anger on some somebody and you know cause injury. Less than thirty seconds, Mr. Jonathan. A man of David is repenting today. to start being a ambas- to start being an ambassador to his family. He wants to repent. How does he fix the problem he thinks it costs? by misrepresenting christ to his children and his family so they grew up thinking this man is a hypocrite or something or a wicked person
0: okay um i think first of all it's just repentance Uh, it's just first repentance and um going if you at least every one of them are there you call them together go and repent before god and repent and tell them that you are sorry apologize for every wrong that you have done and take it to heart to follow after teaching doctrine manner of life faith how paul told timothy he said you have followed carefully after my doctrine my manner of life my faith long suffering so he should put he should stretch himself in this wise and he will do well thank you very much
1: mr jonathan Odu, for being on men of david today
0: thank you very much
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right um, John. thank you very much for being on men of david today it's my pleasure always this is what we draw the curtain on this week's edition of men of david reaching you from the studios of kingdom word radio Uh, men of david returns your way next week and um, please know that you can join the conversation on facebook twitter and instagram at the kw radio if you would like to send us your feedback or even your questions or contribution please send it to radio at pastor.ng Until we bring you an exciting episode, may God help you really be an ambassador of Christ in your family.